All right, what's up, Reckless? How are you guys? How many guys, that's the first time you've seen that video? Are you a little bit scared right now? Come on, be honest. You're a little scared. It's all good. Hey, man, we are so glad that you guys are here tonight. And um, as you've probably noticed, this isn't a a typical night. Um, You've seen a lot of different students up on the stage. Um, And uh, as the girls mentioned at the beginning, this is senior night tonight. So if we could, just real quick, give it up for all these seniors. They, um, man, they, they've been, over the last few weeks, we've been working together, and they've been picking songs. Uh, they've been putting the different elements together, figuring out what we're going to be doing. Um, they've just, they've, they've played a major role in really owning tonight, and, uh, and have done a great job. So, um, and uh, I've got a, my boy here next to me. This is Dakota Adair. Give it up for Dakota. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it working? Are you barking at them? What's yeah, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get a hype. You got butterflies, gosh. So, Dakota's my boy. Uh, he is a senior at Hiram High School, in case you don't know him. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Got some Hiram representation. That's good. And um, he, uh, in case you couldn't tell, is a football player. But, um, but just to let you in on a little secret, um, I could easily take him. Isn't that right? See? I told you. Um, no, he, uh, he's here tonight with us, and uh, so the good news is you don't have to listen to me talk very much tonight. Um, Dakota's going to be sharing a few things that God's laid on his heart, and, uh, and I'm excited about that. And uh, before we get to um, Dakota, we are in a series that we've been in for the last couple weeks called Strings. And so that's why the creepy video, that's why we've got the, the creepy marionettes above us that are staring at you while you look at us. And... Um, and so this whole series is about control. What we're trying to do is kind of pose that question, what is it that controls you? Because all of us are controlled by something or some things. And so that's what we've been talking about. A couple weeks ago, if you were here with us, we talked about how we're controlled by pride and how destructive that can be, how controlling that can be when, uh, when we allow pride to dictate who we are and what we do. And so tonight... What we're going to be doing is talking about a little thing that we call gluttony. And um, so I'm going to turn it over to, uh, to Dakota here and let him, let him run with it. All right. Um, I'm kind of nervous a little bit. I got a little bit of butterflies. Everybody's staring at me. Um, FCA at my school is not as big as this, so I, and I know everybody. So um, I'm really excited. Um, we're going to speak about gluttony. Now, does anybody know what gluttony is? Raise your hands. Not a lot of people know about it. Um, well, gluttony is, um, is also, you can say that the Bible talks a lot about overeating, but we're not speaking about that. And, and the definition of gluttony is um, greedy or excessive indulgence. Um, you know, a lot of y'all think about overeating. Because um, if Todd asked me to speak about the part of gluttony over overeating, um, well, I would have a hard time speaking because I'm, I'm terrible about overeating. I'm a football player. Um, I'm, I'm really bad about eating. And to the point... Um, I went to McDonald's, if y'all can beat this, I had three Big Macs and a large fry. 20 minutes later, I was hungry. <laughs> this is, I mean, that's a true story. I'm not, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Our food, I love food. Um, this girl gives me a Butterfingers, little, little tiny Butterfingers. Butter Sorry, I almost said it wrong. And um, so I had football practice. I kept in my, in my locker. 
And I was so excited for that Butterfingers. I, after practice, I ran to the field house to get that Butterfingers. And I opened the thing up, and I just looked down, and I said, God, thank you, and just ate it. I mean, that's, 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 um, that's a little unhealthy. I mean, so we're not speaking about that. We're not speaking about overeating. We're speaking about um, things that satisfy us. We're seeking things that satisfy us. And, um, and it can be... You know, it can be, you know, we're, we're going to think about you know, video games, um, sex, lust, pride. Um, th- those, are, those are kind of examples. I wrote some, um, you know, striving for popularity. Um, these things you probably, oh, oh my gosh. Um, this is, you know, kind of, you know, yeah, the, I mean, it can be directed towards some of us. Um, and even sports. Um, I know that, I know that, you know, with this being that um, these things do satisfy us, but not in the long run. Um, they, they don't. And, you know, where I struggle with gluttony is football. Um, and it's something that, you know, being an eight-year-old kid, I started playing football, and I, didn't, I had no idea what football is. Oh, yeah, that was me. Aww. Yeah, that was me. Well, I played football. I remember my first play. I didn't know anything about it. And, and I, I, I became in love with football. And, you know, I played football since I was eight years old, so I've been playing for a long time, and, and I love the sport. But you see what happened was football became my life, and I, and I struggled with gluttony with football because I, I, I used football to satisfy me. If, you know, I, I strived every day to have, have foot better, you know, good practice, a good football game. Or, and, you know, if I didn't have a good football game, I felt terrible about myself. And there was this, I was real hard on myself. And I realized that gluttony had really, it really controlled my life. I pursued football to the point it was really unhealthy. Um, some of y'all probably experienced that with, um, with some other sport, you know. Um, I realized that gluttony, you know, is one thing that I can, that when I learned about this, that I can really relate to as far as football. And I realized that, you know, football can only satisfy me for such a short period. But what happens if I get hurt? Um, I have buddies of mine that, you know, they have issues with their, you know, their kidneys or, or bladder or something like that. And they, like, they can't play football. They can't hit. And that idea to me would, I mean, I mean, now I'm a little different about it, but it would crush me. I remember times where I've got hurt so bad, and I would not tell a coach. I would play sick and everything because football was that important. And that's where it becomes unhealthy. But, you know, sophomore year, I rededicated myself to Christ, and I really realized, you know, that I lived with an emptiness. Um, I was seeking things to this happiness. I don't know. Football just did something for me. In the offseason, I was, you know, I started acting a fool and started seeking maybe I was trying to, you know, just be a, be a person of just basically a sinner. I wasn't on the right path. And when, I, when, I, when Jesus came to my heart sophomore year, things completely changed. That emptiness inside of me filled me up. And football didn't become my life. I love football. But I tell you today that I would be, you know, I would be heartbroken. I'd probably cry, you know, not playing football, but it didn't consume me. It wasn't, it wasn't something that, that I, that I, that, that sat, it was something that satisfied me for a long time, but Jesus satisfied me for a very long time. And I realized that I, I love my relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's something that's long term and eternally. All right, football game. I mean, you play football. I mean, guys in the NFL, they play to, uh, if they're lucky, if they're really good, they'll play to about 35 and they're done. 35 years old is old for an NFL football player. So football is a short period. And, and that, that's just amazing that, you know, football, I seek that. And now my relationship with Christ, that, that fulfilled that. And, um, 
That's something that we, you know, we can't have these things to satisfy us because there will always be a, just a dead end. Um, does anybody know um, Deion Sanders? Uh, does anybody know him? AKA Primetime? Does anybody know of him? Ladies, y'all probably don't. One, I mean, he was amazing. I mean, he, he, he is amazing. I mean, this guy, he played two sports, all right? He, he played for the, yeah, he played for the Cowboys. Um, he played for the Redskins in football. Uh, he was terrible that year. Yeah, but Redskins, really. Just that, that fact was included just for um, Todd. Um, you know, he played for Falcons. This guy was, this guy was amazing. Um, he ran a, I think he ran a 4-2-7-40? 4 I ran 4-2-7. 4-2-8, 4-2-7. That's fast. I mean, good Lord, that is a fast man. All right, and he was the best in his position. The, you know, and um, I looked up, these little facts right here. Um, eight-time Pro Bowler. Um, eight-time All-Pro. Two-time Super Bowl. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Now, that's, that, that's huge. Um, he's a Hall of Famer, and, you know, like you said, he played with the Braves. Now, the man had everything. Deion Sanders had everything. If I was Deion Sanders, woo! Let me tell you something. I'd be a happy man right now. You know, I would just, you know, I could just stand. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't be killing our electronics up here. Oops, I move a lot. Now, Deion Sanders, if I, I, would, I would just feel cool just standing in a room right now. If I would just, you know, the man had it all. You know, he had the money. Gosh, I mean, imagine how much money he had. I mean, teams wanted him. They would spend millions on this man. Um, he had the women. Now, I'm going to tell you all, ladies, y'all love a man who can play some ball. I mean, don't be serious. Home runs and touchdowns, y'all love it. Woo! Woo! I love that. And that's something serious. Y'all, I mean, that's something that's very serious. Y'all, y'all, y'all have that. Um, he had the fame. Deion Sanders, if he dies, you know, he will be remembered. Y'all are going to see highlights of this man. Deion Sanders, you know, this and that. You know, and, and you know, he's, he's broken records and everything. The man's amazing. But you know what? A lot of people don't notice about him is that... Um, Deion Sanders had this emptiness inside of him. He, he had this emptiness that, that you may not have seen. I mean, you would think that being Deion Sanders, what he achieved in life, he, he would, his life would be great. You see, Deion Sanders, he had an emptiness inside of him that he could not fill up. It was a gap inside of him. And, and you know, I was like, wow, Deion Sanders? A lot of, this, a lot of y'all don't know this. Y'all, y'all know Deion Sanders. You know that um, he tried to commit suicide in 1998. Y'all know about that? See, when I heard about this, I didn't know. Um, see, Deion Sanders struggled with this emptiness that some of us have. Um, and, and it's real. See, Deion Sanders, he was, he was dealing with a lot in his life. Um, he had a crumbling marriage, um, this issues with his dad. You know, and on the Cincinnati Highway, he was going to drive his car off a cliff. It's going 60, 70 miles an hour, 30 to 40 feet up, down, down my bad. Now, do you think that happened? You're done. I mean, some, I mean, the, Deion Sanders was one to end his life. But um, you know what happened to his car and everything? Not a scratch. Not a scratch. You know, after that, he rededicated his life to Christ. He, he did. If you, if you know Deion Sanders today, the, not the prom time, you know, just doing all this stuff, you know, right here. I mean, he, he loves Jesus, and he, his life changed and he felt that he filled that emptiness inside of him that he had. 
something that's, that's very real. I mean, he had everything. I mean, he, he was exposed to this a lot. But he had this emptiness. How? How is this possible? Because he didn't have Jesus Christ in his heart. With gluttony. He, had, he, he went for things to satisfy him, but they were only temporary. Tempor- you know, these things were, these were not for the long run. You think, you think his fame and everything is going to satisfy him when he passes? No. And, and, and this is something that's, that's very real. And, you know, I didn't know that. Um, you know, he found that that gap, that, he, that, 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 that what he had, how would it be filled? It was with Jesus. You know, what are some things that we struggle with? I think of my, and I, 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 I put a few examples, relationships. Um, you have your, you have your, you know, you have a girlfriend, a boyfriend that you date. A lot of times, you know, girls will date this guy that, you know, by dating them, they'll try to fill this void they have inside of them. This, they have this, they have this emptiness inside of them. And how am I going to resolve it? I'm going to find a boy. I'm going to find a guy. You know, he's cute. I love him. You know, you know, y'all know that, and you know, this is real. Y'all, y'all probably see this, and, and they'll fill this void inside of them. But you know, that relationship doesn't work out. On to the next boy. That boy will not fit, not fill your gap. And that, and that, even men, guys, girl, that girl will not fill your gap. Um, wrong crowds, you know. Back, back in my days, I had, you know, before Christ and everything, I had this. I had to be around a certain kind of people, certain kind of. Kind of crowd of people. I felt that you know by hanging around these certain people, the cool, the popular kids. I mean, the the jocks, the you know the guys that were cool. I mean, you know, and I thought that would that would fill my emptiness. I, I had I was I had to be around that, and I had to maintain this this reputation because when you're around certain people, you have to act a certain way sometimes. You know, with the popular people, you have to act cool. You know, like careless. Um, y'all, y'all probably been experienced. I've been experienced. I had to be. I was jerk to people um, that I loved. Uh, my 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 friends that I had, um, because maybe they weren't cool, and that 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 consumed me. And I realized that when I was alone, when that, when that you know that satisfaction of having that reputation, I was left empty, and that, that I didn't have the friends in my life that that um that would that I felt comfortable that I can be myself around. Um, a lot of times, just like you know, I said sports, but school. I mean, you you'll think that you know maybe sports or school by. By being so successful in school, by you know making the great grades, you know college, everything, that um, it will it will solve all your problems. You'll get a satisfaction out of this, but um, no, that I mean that that won't that won't solve everything. That that maybe emptiness you have to be great at sports and be great at school and thing will we'll not do that for you. Um, you know, there's a difference between struggling with gluttony and being controlled by gluttony. Um, the truth is. Um, in some ways, gluttony controls us, just like me with football. Um, how, how, how can we be controlled by it? Um, one, it can cause us to hate people who have what we don't. Um, you see the guy, the girl that has it all figured out. Um, you, 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 just, you, just, you can't stand that person. You, you, know, you, just, you can't hate them for, for you know, maybe being on a different, um, you know, a different, having a different life, you know, but having it all figured out, having the nice car and everything. Um, we control by by two makes us have unfair expectations of things. We look at imperfect things, and um, and and we got to realize that nothing in this world will satisfy us. Um, there is only one source of perfection, and that's Jesus Christ, and that is very true. And three keeps us focused on temporary things. You know, if it's not a relationship, it's money. If it's not money, it's possessions. If it's not possessions, it's partying. 
And um, it always keeps us focused on temporary things in, the, in this life. That's good stuff. So what, um, as we finish up here tonight, what is it that's the solution to gluttony? And maybe as, uh, as Dakota's been talking, maybe you've been able to identify an area in your life where you look and you say, man, I, I really, I, I'm controlled or I struggle with gluttony when it comes to this thing. How do we, how do we cut the strings from gluttony that controls us in our life? In, uh, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says something very significant to us. Here's what he says. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Jesus tells us that he offers us rest. I think there's something that we understand when it comes to gluttony. When, when we're controlled by gluttony, when we struggle with gluttony is that it is a constant pursuit. The chase never seems to end. We are always chasing after these things because we feel like, man, if I, if I chase that thing, at some point it's going to do the trick. And so whether it's that relationship or whether it's sex or whether it's um, partying or, or you know, whatever it may be, we chase after those things. And they satisfy for a time being. And yet, at some point, they don't do what we think it's got to do. And then what we end up doing is we chase after the next thing. And it is a constant pursuit where we are always burning energy and we are working so hard to try to find satisfaction and fulfillment in things. And what Jesus offers us is rest. He says, come to me. Not temporary rest so that we can then get up and chase after other things. But Jesus offers us permanent rest. That we no longer have to chase after those things again. That we can come to Jesus and Jesus can do for us what nothing else can do. And that's offer us satisfaction. Now it's important for us to note that those other things that we so often chase after, they do satisfy us. They do make us happy. They do make us content. Whether it's money or sex or possessions or partying or other things, those things do for a period of time, they offer us happiness and fulfillment. Maybe it's that relationship that we're after and we're satisfied, we're content, and we're, we're receiving what we want out of that thing. But at some point, the satisfaction ends. And afterwards, there's guilt, and there's pain, and then there's a craving for more. And like, like Dakota said, we've got to jump into that next relationship because we're seeking after fulfillment and satisfaction. Things like money satisfies, but at some point, we want more of it. We're never content with what we have. We're always chasing after more. We've got that latest thing that is cool to have, and we're happy, we're content for a period of time, and yet then the latest gadget or the latest thing comes out, and then we've got to have that thing. So it's important to note that it's at some point the chase ends, or at some point we are no longer content and happy. And what Jesus offers us is permanent satisfaction. It's not a question of Jesus satisfies us and those things don't. 
The, the truth is Jesus is the only thing that can cause the chase to end. Jesus is the only thing that can offer us permanent satisfaction. So how is it that we find satisfaction? Jesus says in that verse, come to me. Jesus tells us to come to him. What we have to be willing to do is to leave other, those other things behind and to come to Jesus. We have to be willing to look to Jesus to do the thing that only Jesus can do. To offer the satisfaction and the fulfillment in our lives. That we look to him for rest. We look to him for forgiveness. And we look to him for fulfillment. We can't keep running back to those things. We can't keep picking up those things again. We've got to be willing to turn to Jesus and to come to him and allow for him to do what only he can do. Now, maybe some of you guys struggle with that answer tonight. And maybe you, you look and, and you're, there's still a question in your mind as to whether or not Jesus actually satisfies your life. Maybe you've come to church, you've, you've played the game, you've gone through the motions, you've been around for a while, and yet maybe you've even trusted Christ as your Savior and you, you have a relationship with Jesus. And yet you still have doubt as to whether or not Jesus permanently satisfies your life. I love what what Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 19. He says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, don't miss this. Paul says that when you and I enter into a relationship with Jesus, all of the glorious riches have been given to us. All of the glorious riches that God possesses, he gives to us through Christ Jesus. So you think about what it is that you pursue, what it is that you chase after. And Jesus is saying, look, I'm giving you everything that I have to offer. I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you an identity. I give you complete and total forgiveness and grace. I give you unfailing love. You can never run away from my love. No matter how far you run, no matter how many mistakes you've made, my love can cover all of the mistakes that you've made. That God gives us unlimited power. That God gives us his righteousness. That God gives us the desire to live the way he's called us to live. And on and on and on. God gives us all of the glorious riches that are available to us through Christ Jesus. And as you and I learn more about resting in Jesus and looking to him, we gain more understanding that he is truly all that we need. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't still struggle. It doesn't mean that the temptation is not still there for us to chase after all those other things. Gluttony still wants to have control over our lives. Just like Sarah talked about in her video We're still tempted to run after those things that we constantly want to pursue. But the more we taste of God, the more we realize that he is worth far more than what those other things can offer us. That he is truly worth it. And as we pursue God, as we chase after God, as we come to him, 
then God start cha- starts changing our heart and we start to see that God really is everything that we need. And we find that our hearts line up with what David says in Psalm 63. And this becomes our attitude. We say, oh God, you are, all, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and your glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. For you satisfy me more than the richest feast. And I will praise you with songs of joy. For those of us in the room that struggle or are controlled by gluttony, tonight the chase can end. Tonight the reckless pursuit of things that will never satisfy us can come to an end. And Jesus says, come to me and I can do for you what nothing else can do. I can offer you fulfillment and satisfaction. As we close tonight, Dakota's gonna share an idea with you guys that the seniors have come up with uh, in an effort to, to help you guys. And, um, and so why don't you share with them what, uh, what you guys are gonna do. Yeah, so um, the index cards y'all have, y'all probably sitting on or anything. Y'all can just grab them. Um, well, what the seniors, you know, our, us seniors, we're going to do is, um, everybody get their little cards. Um, we're going to write down something that we may, um, we, we struggle with. Like I said tonight, it can be football, baseball, cheerleading. It can be school. It can be, you know, pride, lust, um, relationships. And just write someone there, and we're going to, um, and just lay them on the, um, the stage right here. Um, like we and just lay them right here, and the, and us seniors, we're going to come together and we're going to read them each of them, and we're just going to pray about, pray about those things. Um, be be mature about it. Don't write anything inappropriate or anything like that. Um, this is just a this is a serious time. We're going us seniors going to sit down. We're going to read them, and we're actually we're going to sit there and we're going to pray about them. Pray in each and every one card. Just that we pray that y'all can you know work to work work on those things that um that you can that your focus is less on those things and more on Jesus Christ. All right, that sound good. All right, so um, I'm just gonna pray, pray us out, and then um, we'll get done. we'll be done. Um, I follow Lord. I just wanna, I just wanna thank you for, for all they do in our lives each and every day, Lord. Just for you dying on the cross for our sins, Lord, and um, how much we need you, Lord, and how, how we take for granted. You, Lord, how how you are so important, Lord, and this how selfless you are, Lord, and how much you love us, Lord, and that um, we we all need to realize that, Lord, putting things before you, Lord, and and feeling and feeling that that will that will fill us up, Lord, that that will be enough, and it won't won't be enough, Lord. We need to seek perfection, and, and you are perfection. Um, what a blessing it is, Lord, to to have a relationship with you to. To, to take part in that, let us let us all do that, Lord. Let us things we struggle with, Lord, where, where it can be sports or relationships or pride or lust or anything, Lord, that consumes us, Lord. Let us let us seek you, Lord, and realize that um you will fill us up. You'll fill the emptiness that we have. That constant pursuit will only be temporary, Lord, and that you are forever, Lord. You are a long term satisfaction, Lord. 
We give you praise and honor, Lord. Just be with all of us tonight, Lord, that we can touch each and every heart, Lord, and just um, that we grow, Lord. We give you honor and praise and just that all that you do in our lives, Lord, for being, being part of Reckless, Lord, being part of this church and just being in the lives of each and every one um, person that's here tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.